Okay, uh, you know, as you can see, a lot of the chairs are empty today because I think people are already on their way to spring break. So uh, I'm just asking you for the next 30 minutes, don't, don't drift away in your mind thinking about what beach you're going to go to and things like that. Let's try to just stay focused on this uh, time and uh, get something rich before we go to spring break. So here, here's uh, what I wanted to ask was, you know, we started this semester with this matter, what do all men need? You remember the, two, the, the first thing is they need reality. And what's the second thing they need? Community. Community. And then I think Chris had a tremendous uh, kind of utterance when he said, the intersection of reality and community is what? It's in the homes. Okay, so let me ask this question. Uh, if you're with us for the first time this semester and you're in a home, raise your hand at least once a week. Yeah, if you're in a home, at least once a week. Okay. Do you, okay. You, so, Josh, do you find uh, when you're at that intersection, there's reality there? Yeah, and there's community there? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, then we saw that there's three things that are going on in the home. Do you remember the three things? Prayer the spirit and the word, okay? Then the week after that, we saw that now, once prayer, the spirit, and the word are there, the word has to flow out. And uh, we had a, a whole sharing on the matter of the gospel. Uh, and then last week, Jose Luis shared with us about the matter of fruit bearing. So I have a, you know, you know the teachers, they always have like a pop quiz. So I've got a pop quiz on Jose Luis's sharing. So take a pen out. And I want you to write this, write, write down the answer. Okay, don't look at your neighbor's paper. Just write down the answer, okay? So in Genesis 126 and 27, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And then in 27, he kind of repeats it. And he said, and so he created them. And then it says he created them, male and female, he created them. He created them in their image. So 26 and 27, God has created man in his own image. Then in 28, you have the very first words that God spoke to this created man. Write down what those first words were. Okay, if you don't know, that's okay. But if just consider, I, I really want you to get this before you go home on spring break. What were the first words that God spoke to created man in verse 28? Okay, don't look at each other's paper. Okay, so Fernando. Okay, okay, well then you have to, you have to take, do a lifeline. Choose one of your buddies. Uh, Isaac. Yeah. Okay, what were the first words God spoke to man? Okay, be fruitful and multiply. Okay, listen, it says he blessed them. This is verse 28, he blessed them. And then it says, and he said... His first speaking to man was, be fruitful and multiply. And so the reason, the reason Jose brought this up was, this was the very first thing in God's heart for man, was that this man that's in his image and after his likeness would multiply, and that image and that likeness would fill the whole earth. So very much from the very beginning, you see, this is God's desire is to be fruitful and multiply, and then... We fast forward, we're in John 15, and in John 15, he says, I'm the, I'm the vine and you are what? The branches, okay. Now, the next thing that we saw last week that I just thought was great was this. Number one, 
you have to see you're a branch. Okay, it says it very clearly in the Bible. This is a fact. You are a branch in the vine. And then we saw every branch in the vine has a destiny. Okay, and what is that destiny? Okay, Caitlin, what's the destiny of every branch? You, you can ask Maya. You, you can ask Camille's right behind you, backing you up there. Okay. To bear fruit. Okay, this is your destiny. Okay, now listen. Just consider this. How many people have traveled here, gone to a lot of different places? Okay, where have you been, Josh? Uh, let's see, Europe, um, New Mexico. Oh, okay, so Josh, you're a world traveler. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so Josh, and you know, sometimes when you're, you're traveling, you, you know, you want to buy some souvenirs or something like that. You go into a shop. Did you ever go into a shop and they said, okay, uh, Josh, we have something just for you. We have a vine wood desk or a vine wood chair. Have you ever seen that in all your traveling? I mean, I can tell you, I've been to a lot of different continents and places. I've never once seen a vine wood dresser, a vine wood desk, a vine wood table, never. Because let me tell you, vine wood is only good for one thing, and that is to bear fruit. And so if you were to ask the vine, what's your destiny? He has only one answer, to bear fruit. And if you see it, that you're a branch in the vine, then you realize this is my destiny. So Grant, what's your destiny? Yeah, okay. I, I, <laughs> that's an easy, there's no trick questions. <laughs> hey, Julian, what's your destiny? Absolutely. This is our destiny is to bear fruit. And when you, when you touch your destiny, you are the most satisfied inside. When you touch your destiny, you're the most satisfied inside. Without touching the destiny, you can go on in your Christian life and have some enjoyment. I'm not saying that you don't have any enjoyment, but when you begin to bear fruit and take care of a younger believer in the Lord, right away you just sense within, I have touched destiny. And uh, so, you know, Carrie and I, we've been serving for quite a while. Which Carrie? Is he here? Carrie, how many years have you been serving? Yeah, 30 years, and I think I've been 31 years or something like that, you know, and I got a year on him. <laughs> okay, and, and, you know, people ask Carrie and I all the time, we, you know, we go to all these different places, and they say, man, how did you, how can you serve so long? I mean, it just, you know, I mean, don't you get tired of serving? I mean, and our answer is always the same. The reason we can serve so long is because we enjoy the fruit and we enjoy as we're taking care of people. It's like this. The divine life inside of you flows out into another person. And when the divine life in you flows out to another person, you touch what you're made for. So, brothers, we have to be those that flow out to another person. And, and if you don't have anyone to flow out to, ask the Lord. You know, like Jose, I know you always say this. Give me a baby, right? We need to pray that. Mm -hmm. Give me a baby. Hey, Will, you're going to be with us in the internship this summer? Okay, you know what your first prayer needs to be? Give me a baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it real simple for you, Will. Give me a baby, right? Because let me tell you, once, once you touch that, that life flowing out of you, Will, into another person, so satisfying, Amen. so fulfilling. Okay, then, then, you know, Jose went on and he said, okay, so then 
how does the branch abide in the vine? And, you know, he said, well, first of all, you got to see you're in the vine. That's a big thing. And then the second thing is you have to deal with all the insulation, all the things between you and the Lord. And you know what they are. I don't need to name them. But you know, this thing is causing insulation between me and the Lord. What I said caused insulation. This attitude caused insulation. This thinking caused insulation. You know, you, you know I don't need to name it. But you know what causes insulation between you and the Lord. You just need to confess. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. That's right. That's insulation between you, you and me and the Lord. So I was in Taiwan and we were uh, during that period of time, I was in a training there in Taiwan. And we would go out into the community and we would visit people in their homes. And, uh, you know, I was hearing all these stories about they went in there and four people got saved and they got baptized. And, and I wasn't having any, I mean, I wasn't experiencing any of that. I mean, I, I would talk to people, but no one was getting baptized. So what the brothers told us when I was there says, okay, what you need to do is you need to go to the Lord and ask him what the problem is. Why aren't I baptizing people? Why aren't I bearing fruit? So I did that. And, you know, we had a roof where a lot of people would get, they'd go out on the roof and they'd pray it was a flat roof. And I was out there one morning and I was praying because I was not baptizing people. And uh, I'm there and the Lord touched me specifically. The reason you're not baptizing people is because you have the wrong attitude toward a sister in Austin. I mean, it was pinpoint. The light was just right there. Your attitude is wrong. And I repented right there, said, Lord, forgive me for that attitude. I am sorry. And uh, I didn't think much of it. It wasn't a huge experience. Usually our experiences are small, but they're definite. And uh, boy, I went out the next day and people were just jumping in the bathtub. People were, people were pe baptism was a piece of cake. And I, I realized from that, dealing with insulation, no small thing. If you're not bearing fruit, go to the Lord and say, Lord, what is hindering me? And the Lord will shine on you, and he'll give you specific experiences. And then one of the last points Jose shared last week was this matter that, you know, when we touch this, it says that my joy may be in you and your joy may be made full. I'll tell you, there is nothing more joyful than fruit bearing. Nothing more joyful. Not to say, you know, like I enjoyed the singing tonight. Didn't you enjoy it? It was very good. Uh, and there is a real joy in our Christian life and so many different things. But there's a joy that where your joy is made full and that's in fruit bearing. So, you know, I had a couple of appointments today over there at the CBA. Wow. I mean, I was just like breathing fresh air. It was so joyful. Just sitting at the table, fellowshipping, getting in the Bible. It was, it was just, it's why I'm breathing God's good air. It's for that. Okay, so, uh, so this brings us to Roman number one, abiding in the vine. Could you all read John 15, 4? Ready, go. Okay, and then I want you to read the little bullet there. Ready? Go. If you abide properly in the vine, then the life of the vine will fill you up. The life that has filled you up will then overflow into the 
into others. This is true bearing, and this is the genuine and proper gospel preaching. Okay, so first of all, the first step is you abide in the vine. Step two is the life of the vine does what? Fills you up. And then step three is that life overflows to others. So did you catch those three steps there? Okay, number one, you abide in the vine. Number two, the life in the vine fills you up. And then number three, it overflows to others. Okay, so I need a volunteer to give me those three without looking. Caitlin, can you stand up and give us those three? <laughs> Karina's next, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Abide in the vine. Okay. The life of the vine fills you up. Yeah. And then you overflow to others. Yeah, very simple. Okay, Corrine, you can do that. Come on. Amen. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Okay, Fernando, why don't you go ahead? Um, you need to abide in the vine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Manny, go ahead and share with us, bro. Hey, hey Manny, exercise your spirit. You know, you're a little older than these other guys here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That's fruit bearing, Manny. Okay. Okay. Nick, why don't you go ahead? Okay, Nick, use your strong spirit, brother. Okay, so first we need to abide in the vine. Amen. And when we're abiding in the vine, then we're filled up. Yes. Excellent. You see how easy that is? That's not that hard. Okay, now here's where the problem is. Okay, so you're at that stage. You're filled up. You want to overflow to others. And then the thing is, we don't know exactly how to approach people. In other words, sometimes we scare people away or we're too strong or uh, we're just maybe a little peculiar to people. And so as a result, people are just not that open to us. This is why we have this message tonight is to help us once we are at that stage where the life is filling us and we want to overflow. We want to know how to touch people's heart so that we can get a proper response in people. Okay, so this is why we have Roman numeral 2. Could you all read Roman numeral 2? Ready, go. Contacting people by entering into their situation. Okay, then we have A, the principle of incarnation. And could we have the sisters read the first bullet? Incarnation means that God comes to man in man's condition, reaching people by entering into their situation. Okay, and underline entering into their situation. Okay, brothers, could you all read the second bullet? The Lord did not stay in heaven and command people to contact him. He became a man and entered into our situation. He conducted his outreach by constantly coming into the condition of people. He did not just go to the people themselves, but he entered into their situation. Okay, so you see two more times underlined, entered into... Our situation entered, but he entered into their situation. You see, just in those two bullets, three times it talks about entering into the situation. Okay, so I need a freshman brother to come down. Any freshman brother come down that, that was at orientation last summer. Okay, do we have a freshman brother that was at orientation last summer? 
Grant? Okay, good. Grant was there. Come on down, Grant. Come on. I'm not going to make you speak anything. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, now I need somebody that has some sunglasses to lend them to Grant. Does anybody have any sunglasses? Okay, there you go. Okay, put your sunglasses on, Grant. Do you have your phone with you? I do. Okay, look at your phone. Okay, come over here. Okay, so, okay, now, right now, okay, and look at your phone. Don't look at me. Don't look at them. Just look at your phone. And so here we are, freshman orientation, summer of 2018. Here's Grant. Comes from, what city did you come from? Uh, Fort Worth. Fort Worth. And it's, he's on the UT campus looking at his phone. Okay, how am I, I just want you to think about this. How am I going to enter into his situation? I just want you to think about this. If I come up to him and I say, hey, do you know the Bible? <laughs> yeah, <it> looks, <laughs> or do I say, uh, are you saved? Or, uh, you know, are you a Christian? All these different things. Okay, what is his situation? Tell me what his situation is. He's lost. That's the situation. He doesn't know where Burdine Hall is. He doesn't know where to get his ID up there in the FAC. He is lost. And I want to tell you, when you're there this summer, you're going to see Grant exponentially on that <laughs> campus. And he's going to be, he or she are going to be looking at their phone and they're lost. So if I'm going to enter into their situation, it's a, and they're too proud to ask you for help. I promise you, they don't want to look like a dumb freshman, which they are. But anyways, <laughs> sorry. But anyways, okay, they're, they're not going to ask you. So you go up and you say, hey, can I help you out? Or you, you need help finding something. And then right away, there's a response. I've entered into his situation. I didn't talk about God. I didn't talk about whether he's saved. I just want to help him. And I help him by entering exactly where he is. He is lost. And he needs help. Brothers, this is what we have to learn to enter right where the person is in their situation. Okay, then here comes Grant. This is the second time. And, and Grant's walking in and he's coming from, the FA, coming from Hog Auditorium. Okay, and if you know anything about Hogg Auditorium, they're coming and they cross right by the FAC and they have just come out of the math assessment test. How many of you all took the math assessment test? Okay, so, so you know, he comes by and, and I know because I've been out there on that campus a number of times, math assessment test and everybody's got to take it. And so I say, hey, how, hey, how are you doing? And we talk and I say, listen, how did you do on the math assessment test? And then, you know, how did you do, Grant? I, I did good. Good. <laughs> okay. That's his situation right now. What is he consumed with right now? He just took the math assessment test. He is not thinking about Christianity at this moment. He's thinking about, I'm a freshman. I took that math assessment test, and I got a lousy score on it. Some, most, most, or I got a really good score on it. But anyways, the point is, he's, it, that's his situation. Okay, you know, then, then, then you, he comes again. This is a third time. And uh, it's Tuesday now. And, you know, on Tuesday, it's right before they're going to register for their four, first courses at UT. Let me tell you something. You want to enter into their situation, you enter into that. 
some of those kids stay up all night worrying about getting those courses. Kareen, were you one of those kids that stayed up all night? Everybody else. Everybody else. Actually, they were asking Kareen for help, probably. <laughs> okay, listen. Listen, he, that's his situation right there. He's got to register Wednesday, and he is really uptight about it. So I, I know that, and I just say, hey, listen, have you, did you register yet? No. Not yet. <laughs> well, listen, uh, we have some people that can really help you register. Uh, we have some, you know, laptops. Would you, would you be interested in getting some help on registering? Sure. Okay, listen. Right there, what did I do? I entered into his situation. See, this is what, you're filled with life, and our thought is, I'm filled with life. I need to, you know, go something like, Jesus, or something like that to him, you know? Really, what I need to do is, filled with life, I need to enter into his situation. And but listen, by entering into his situation, I touch his heart, and there's a response there. Okay, now, thank you, Grant. I want you to write this down. The gateway of a human being is the heart. The heart is the gateway of a human being. Everything comes in through the heart, and everything comes out through the heart. It enters the heart, and it exits the heart. Everything comes in. You can't bypass the heart when you're talking to someone. Okay, so let, let's say that you know, you, uh, you're supposed to read a book, but you don't have a heart to read it. How much do you retain of that book? Not much enters in, does it? Or uh, maybe let's say that uh, you're, um, you, know, you know you have to eat, but you really just don't have a heart to eat, and you sit down and you eat. How much do you really taste the food? You don't taste it because, listen, everything has to enter in through the heart. Nothing gets into man except through that gateway of the heart. So we have to be a people, listen closely, that can touch the human heart and cause the heart to open. Okay, before you start sharing things, we have to touch the human heart and help that human heart open. It's kind of like this. You all know what time-lapse photography is, right? And you have this flower here like this, and then you watch it. You know, they take, they take a shot of it like every minute or so, and then eventually you see the thing just open up like that. Okay, we have to be experts at helping that Time-lapse photography, helping that flower just open up so you can water it. And the way you do that is you by, en by entering into their situation and being interested in them. Okay, you look at the first example of the Lord Jesus. Okay, there's the Lord Jesus, and uh, he comes up to this Samaritan woman. Okay, what was she occupied with? Water. Comes in the middle of the day, she's occupied with water. She's occupied with drinking. Okay, and what does the Lord say to her? You all read the verse there in John. He didn't say, how long have you been saved? He didn't say, how long have you been a Christian? He didn't say, what church do you go to? He said, give me a drink. He got right into her situation. Okay, then, brothers, can you read John 5, 6? This is, the, this is the impotent man. He's lying at the pool. What does he occupy with? Getting well. Okay, look what the Lord said to him. Read John 5, 6, brothers. 
When Jesus saw this one lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, Do you want to get well? Do you think the, the, the impotent man is going to have a positive response? For sure he is. And right away, we didn't put the verse down, but he says, you know, I don't have anybody to help me into the pool when the, when the angel touches the water. He was fully locked in right there when the Lord said, do you want to get well? And then eventually we know what happened. Eventually the Lord said, rise, pick up your bed and walk. And he did immediately. But the way he entered was he got into his situation. He said, do you want to get well? And we have to be like that with people to enter into their situation. Okay, then you look, then the example of Paul. Look at Paul. Okay, well, let's read those bullets there. Okay, sisters, how about you read the first bullet under John 5, 6? Okay, brothers, the next one. Very interested. Okay, then you have the example of Paul. Okay, uh, could we have the brothers on 22 and the sisters on 23? Ready, brothers, go. And Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I observe that in every way you very much revere your deities. Okay, sisters. For a while I was passing through and carefully observing the objects of your worship, I even found an altar on which was inscribed, to an unknown God. What therefore you worship without knowing, this I announce to you. Okay. Did Paul start uh, smashing idols? Did he start telling them you shouldn't have idols? Did he start telling them this is the first commandment? No. He entered fully into their situation and said, listen, even I found an altar said to an unknown God. He entered in fully into their situation and from that as a base, that's when he began to announce to them. So even Paul practiced this very much. So D says, okay, we have to practice to reach people by getting into their interests. Okay, so what, we've entered into their situation, right? We know what their condition is, their situation. Then we have to go one level deeper, and that is get into their interests. Okay, so... You know, like I was thinking about using uh, Jacob Schmerich as an example. Okay, so Jacob, come on down. <laughs> so, I mean, I have a little bit of a head start because I, I know what he's interested in. But for your sake, I'm doing this, okay? So, Jacob. How you doing? Tell me, Jacob, of all the things you like to do, Outside, what is the thing you most like to do? Um, probably not fishing, if you're asking. You like fishing? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Jacob, let me ask this question. Um, do you, is, it, is it freshwater or saltwater fishing like? Freshwater. Fresh. You pr yeah, and um, what type of rod do you usually use? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, is it, a, is it a fly rod or do you use no, a conventional? Okay, and what, what type of weight do you use on your line? Uh, quarter ounce tungsten. Okay, and do you, do you uh, is there any like favorite lure that you have to put on that line? Yeah, yeah what, what's it called, the favorite lure? Cinco. Cinco. Yeah, kind of describe, what's a Cinco? 
looks like a pencil, kind of. Okay, yeah. Down. Yeah. And have you caught some pretty big fish? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so what's the biggest, <laughs> so what's the biggest fish you ever caught? Um, I don't know. Maybe a 30-pound yellow, probably. So put your hands out and show us how big it was. Yeah, 30-pound yellow. And, and uh, how long did it take you to land it? Um, it was on a drop line, so like 10 seconds. Oh, that was pretty fast. Okay. <laughs> Didn't have much fight there. <laughs> okay, so what, 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 was, what was your favorite, the most favorite fishing experience you've ever had? Um, or, you know, like, like what, what day did you catch the most fish? How many, um, have you, what day, what, what, about an average, about how many fish did you catch? Uh, I don't remember, but Town Lake two summers ago was really good. Or Lady Bird. Lake. Oh, yeah, what happened there? <laughs> um, caught a lot of fish. It was it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, right. well, let me ask this. Was it more than 10? Oh, yeah. Was it more than 20? Mm, probably, yeah. Okay. They were big. They were big fish, yeah, huh? Big. Okay. Okay, so tell me, what was the, the biggest fishing fiasco you ever had? Ooh, I got hooked in the face. Ooh. <laughs> okay, anyways, do you see, do you, I just want you to kind of see, like, maybe I'm a person, I don't know much about fishing, but I really got interested into what he was doing with fishing, and eventually, the more and more that I'm talking to him about fishing, it's just, just imagine the flower just opening up. See, he, that's what he's interested in. So, okay, thank you, Jacob. Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you this one story. Tim and I were on our way to Boston, and uh, there's a girl sitting in between us. And uh, so <laughs> we started talking to her and uh, eventually found out she's from Nashville, but she's going to Boston. So found out what she's doing in Nashville. She's a country singer. Okay, now, I was, my interest was piqued, just the fact that what's somebody from Boston, you know, from Massachusetts, a country singer from Massachusetts in Nashville? It's just like it didn't line up for me. I mean, it just, I mean, I could see if they were from Texas and they were a country singer, but Boston, you know? And uh, so I just started talking to her, and basically... I just started asking her about country music, and her and I, and I and I'm telling you, I don't know anything about country music. I don't know who won the country music award this year. I don't know anything about it. But I just started asking her, well, yeah, tell me like, what's the biggest venue you ever played at? And then she started telling me. And then I said, tell me about your songs. Like, you know, did you write your songs based on your experience? Yeah, I did. Well, tell me, what were some of the experiences you had? And she started opening up and telling me about, you know, what, the saddest experience and things like that. And, uh, you know, I'm just asking questions about it. And then eventually I said, well, are they, you know, can I uh, look at them online? Oh, yeah, yeah. And she had all these, you know, uh, YouTube, you know, videos of her singing and everything. And she started going through all the names of the YouTube videos she had. And so, you know... We weren't really getting very far, but the flower was opening up, and then she hit one thing. And then I have one song called Talking to God. And I mean, from then on, it was game on right in there. <laughs> and I, I mean, that rod, man, <laughs> and, and uh, I just, we just started talking about what does it mean to talk to God? 
And I mean, it was just fabulous. And she was, by that time, she was completely open. If I had sat down the very first thing, I said, you know, I'm a Christian, I'm going to a Christian conference, you know, and everything like that. Maybe, maybe not. But I'll tell you, by this time, she was completely open. And I just realized we all need to practice. Okay, so what we're going to do now is whoever you're sitting next to, you're going to practice and ask them this question. What are you interested in? And then after that you ask them and you find out, I want you to begin to go down that same route I did with Jacob and find out about what they're interested in. So can you all practice now for maybe two or three minutes? Okay, go ahead. Okay. All right, let's come back now. So I want Allie and Maya to stand up. Okay. Okay, can we... Get everybody's attention. Okay, there we go. Okay, so now who, who was asking the questions? Okay, go ahead and tell us about what, what, what her interests were and what, you got, what were some of your questions. Okay, so I was talking to Maya. Yeah. Um, we started with, what are you interested in? So she talked about she was interested in fashion. So okay. Um, and she started making things, and as she got more into it, she realized she liked writing better. Um, but she did Okay, tell it. us some of the questions you asked her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just asked what, why she got into fashion. She liked designing things. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of did most of the talking. I oh, okay. Asked too much. Yeah. But, yeah, but, and then she uh, talked about how she didn't want to give up on fashion, so she started writing about fashion. Mm. Um, so it was pretty easy to talk, right, Maya? What you're interested in is pretty easy, right? The flower opens up pretty quick, right? Okay. Did you ask her anything? Yeah. Okay. What What is she interested in? Uh, music. Music. Okay. And what type of things did you ask her? Um, what kind of music? Do you like? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, she yeah. She said she likes classical songwriting. Okay. Yeah. Let me connect on the Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. That was a good experience. Okay, Will, did you talk to anybody? Okay, why don't you all stand up and let's tell us, you know. Yeah. Because l- let me tell you, Will, you'll be doing this this summer. Okay. I asked Timothy most of the questions, but asked him was into, and then he said basketball. Okay. Okay. And asked him his favorite player. Well, at first I asked him... Great, that's great. You see, they, he, re, you really got into his interest there. Okay, Lexi, did you do it? All right, so y'all stand up. Okay, and uh, who was asking the questions? Okay, so why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what happened? Okay. Okay. 
was interested in, I said music. And then she uh, asked what kind, and I was like, a little bit of everything, and she was like, the same. And so we um, bonded over a band, and went from there. Very good, thank you. Okay, excellent. Yeah, and, and you know, it takes practice. It takes yeah. practice to learn how to enter, enter into the interest. Okay, I was thinking CK. We should have you, CK. Uh, CK. Uh, CK. Uh, CK. CK and, and Jacob. All right, who was asking the question? Was it Jake? Okay, go ahead. Tell us, Jacob. Uh, I asked him what he was interested in. Yeah. And, uh, he said he's been really interested in this uh, band called uh, Kings of Leon. Okay. Oh. I just got into it, and I asked him who they were, and something, no idea. And uh, <laughs> it's just this uh, band of brothers, kind of from, from the older side now. Yeah. And uh, they lived in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Their father was an evangelical Christian, and they just grew up very humble, you know, living off of what their dad made, mm -hmm. preaching. And uh, it was a movie made about him, and it was a song. Tell him he's going to tell you this guy. That's really grew up in Oklahoma. And he's very passionate about this movie. Hey, so, so, okay, so do you hear what he, wait a minute. You're very passionate about that, right? I'm very interested. Okay, okay, so it didn't take much to get him going, right? Once you hit his interest, it just opened up, right? Okay, this is, okay, this summer when we're in the internship, this is what we need to do is get to the point where you touch the passion that's in them and they open up to you. And then after they're open, then according to the Lord's leading, you could present something of Christ to them. Okay, the last thing we're going to do is just read the bullets here for the last one there, uh, which is E, learning together to know people. Okay, could uh, brothers read the first bullet, sisters second bullet, and then we'll all read the last bullet. Okay, brothers first bullet. Okay, sisters. Okay, together on the last one. First, a person must be stirred. Okay, so uh, I think Tim has some announcements now, uh, and uh, this all. I don't think we're going to have time for overflow, but I think it was good your practice. That was really good. So I think Tim's got some announcements.